Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to NFL Live, powered by Shopify. So glad you're with us today. We have a full house up in here. We love that. Okay, up in here. ESPN. Okay, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Mina Kimes is here as well. Dan Graziano will join us with some news. I don't know what that sound was. It was a little bit red. Okay, Rick. Okay. Dan and I I saw the Saints win last night in Carolina. Later, we're going to show you New Orleans' path to winning the division. Knowledge. Something that made us all sick to our stomachs, right? Nobody better in this league than Nick Chubb as a human being and also as a player. But the Browns running back went down with a horrible-looking knee injury on Monday Night Football last night. Kevin Stefanski announced Chubb is out for the season last night, saying it's an undisclosed left knee injury. He talked about their plan at running back, too. You don't replace Nick Chubb. Uh, that, that's uh, that's you just don't do that. Great players in the league. You look around, they go out. It's always not one person that replaces a player of his caliber. So everybody's got to do a little bit more. Got to do uh, a little bit more everywhere. Um, but we'll look at uh, options there in terms of uh, who we bring in. Okay, uh, Jerome Ford is supposed to be the start running back, but you heard him say, "We'll look at options." By the way, who did a go? good job last? He did yeah. right, and yeah. and listen, called into action right away. You think they should go try to shop around and get a big name? Totally. Yeah. They should call Indy for Jonathan Taylor and the Los Angeles Rams for Cam Akers. I think all of us would agree. Like Cleveland, in many ways, like, went all in this year. Obviously, signing Deshaun a couple years ago is Darius Smith the addition. The way that they've drafted. Jonathan Taylor in Indy, is there a future there? I know Shefty long ago said he's either going to play for them on a new restructured contract or someone else. I think it's them or Kim Kim Akers for the Rams because this football team, specifically with the way that their defense is playing, the, the Nick Chubb loss for them is significant. One of those two backs can somewhat pick up for that. Well, we get we we in an era where most of the time everything is revolved around your quarterback, and Deshaun's contract tells you that this is about the quarterback and how he plays. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be quite frank; he ain't playing well enough for this not to be about the run game. Run game. Defensive line looked better in the run game last night, obviously than in his protection. Yeah, I still believe Cleveland, and I don't know if it's remnants or if it's just who they are. They're a running football team, which yeah. which opposite of Everything that we know about this league right now, their calling card is being able to hand the rock off and then everything is created off of that. Yep. So I think I think to your point, Dio, you want a dynamic running back. And yeah. it's hard to have this conversation realistically because we devalued the running back sure. so much. I, I think part of I, I agree with your point. I think part of it is the internal question that they have to ask is do they think that Deshaun is even remotely close to getting to back? To returning, yeah. Because if he is, then I think my answer is more realistic. You got some time. They, they, got, they got to answer that. Yeah. We're going to ask that question and try to answer it ourselves in just moments. But first, let's remind you exactly what happened on Monday Night Football in this game. The Browns at the Steelers. Kenny Pickett trying to rebound with a win week two after the previous week. We pick it up 
second quarter, Nick Chubb had already been injured by this point. Deshaun Watson out of the shotgun, scrambling out of the pocket, and Jerome Ford there doing something. The Browns now leading after a success, successful two-point later in the quarter. The Steelers first and ten, oh. and Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. He did a great job of hanging in the pocket there. George Pickens is so electric. I love the fact that he caught the ball and it was like, how do I score? No hesitation and split the secondary. Yeah, to the fourth quarter, the Browns second and nine. Browns leading 22 to 19. Close at the end here and Watson under center got Watson by Alex Highsmith. Yeah, Alex Highsmith was the defense player of the game last Dion. Critical plays, this Hi. this plus an in, uh, uh, interception return early in the game. Look at the but this at the is ending. what changed. Look at prime time. The, the okay, then, TJ. We love it for TJ Watt. All right, under three seconds to play. A Watson empty set scans the field, and there he was looking for looking for Donovan Jones. The Browns still trailing. Excuse me, here he's going to look for Donovan Peoples Jones. It's incomplete and. Kevin Stefanski, you're going to see the frustration on his face in just a moment. This is a big piece of this story that we'll get into momentarily, but here is Tomlin following this game. Mike TJ became Mike, the all-time sack leader in 89 games. What is it that allows him to be so good? TJ. <laughs> I didn't know that. We love it. Dan was uh, really excited about that for TJ. <laughs> TJ Watt's game-winning score was the first touchdown of his career. He also had a sack in this game, bringing his season total to season. He's just the fourth player to record four sacks and a defensive touchdown through his team's first two games since individual sacks were first practiced only back in 1982. Man. My goodness. Uh, Watt and company were all over the place, surely making life difficult for Watson. But, Mina, let's focus, focus in a little bit on Watson. What should we make of the first two weeks of the, se of the season for that offense? Yeah, you know, the Steelers' pass rush was incredible. Um, to Marcus's point, the Browns' pass protection, you got to back up a right tackle. Uh, you know, not perfect, but, but a lot of Deshaun Watson's sacks are because of Deshaun Watson. This has been the case since he has come back uh, last year in Week 12. It's been the case over the course of his career, Dan. You know this. As a quarterback, he always took a lot of sacks. Yeah. The difference was in, in Houston, those sacks were mitigated to a large extent by the fact that he made explosive plays. Mm -hmm. He created, he was responsible for these magical moments that made you okay with the fact that your quarterback was always going to have a high sack rate. And, and watching him, I think what strikes me is the sack rate is still there, but mm. everything else is not. He's not making those explosive magical plays where he creates something out of nothing. Yeah. He looks different to me moving, whether it's as a design runner, and they're certainly using him a lot that way, or when he breaks the pocket, he seems to be moving at a slower pace than he did. And if he's not capable of moving quickly and creating and doing those things that he did in the past, you're left with a quarterback who is just creating a lot of negative plays through all those sacks. Yeah, the pass game right now is not good enough, and we can't blame the weather like we were capable of mm. doing in week one. For me, Mina, it's this variance of miss that is showing up, certainly last night. The, the misses were yeah. either behind receivers. We saw that a little early where just the ball is a step behind. Very rarely did Deshaun miss last night and the ball's out front. And that's kind of telling me, are, are, like, why are the accuracy issues there in regards to that? And then misses that are off by eight to 10 yards. We used to call some of these throws pizza balls, where if the ball lands outside of the out of bounds on the sideline, like you owe the quarterback room pizza. There were four of them last night. And, and 
These aren't throwaways where we're trying to get away from stuff. These were misses. Even the Joey Porter, Donovan Peoples-Jones throw, that ball yeah. lands past the out-of-bounds marker. So mm. I, I think that's something that Cleveland's got to get figured out with him. And the last thing I'd say is this. Right now, or certainly last night, it was number one wide receiver to run. Yeah. The lack of progression or wanting to go through progression showed yeah. up also. Going to have to get it figured out quick. And, of course, without Nick Chubb, pizza ball sounds yummy. We had pizza last night. All right, more from Tomlin. This time on the offense, where despite the win, there's still a lot of room for improvement. We have to get our mojo back. We got to get that mojo that we had in the preseason where we're playing fast and fluid um, with confidence individually and collectively. Um, we've lost that uh, to be blunt uh, in the last several weeks. We're all in this thing together, man. We're not assigning blame for anyone. Um, obviously, it starts with coaching, man. We got to coach better. Uh, okay, Marcus, is Tomlin correct that some of the offensive struggles actually do fall on the coaches? First of all, y'all know I mess up all the time. Your, your whole earpiece My earpiece broke. broke. So look, I'm listening look, through this thing. Yeah, y'all, we got, So I'm listening through yeah. this thing. All right, I got <laughs> so the, I got the question. The it looked like a, I look like a uh, Secret Service agent. You're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, 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 here's look. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> all right, I, I, I put a lot of this on Matt Canada. I put a lot of this on Matt Canada. And you talk about, D.O., the, the issues that Kenny Pickett potentially has with yeah. his eyes and he's in his second year bro it's gonna be sped up I think you got to help him and what not helping them looks like is not figuring out how to come up with an intricate run game y'all know how I am bro it, it is not about using it to win games it's about using it to settle your quarterback when he's not seeing yeah. it well figuring out creative ways to get him to a second and five or a second and four these are the things that when, when you start thinking about teams that have success or are able to morph week in and week out, yeah. this is what they do. And I say it all the time. As good as Patrick Mahomes is and has been, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy finds those slots when they were there sure. to run the football to just help Pat. But last night isn't on Matt Canada. I don't think it's all last on him, but I want Canada. more runs in the game, no deal. I, 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 I get all that. I, I think the body of work Matt Canada has, I, I think – there's room to say we got to be better. But right. last night, Kenny Pickett, I don't know what he's getting taught, but some of the, like, the pre-snap stuff that you saw last night, I sit there and go, there's no way that you're getting taught. I wouldn't teach it this. So this is the first second down of the game. These are double slants, essentially mirrored routes. At the bottom, you got Denzel Ward versus Allen Robinson. At the top, it's Greg Newsom versus George Pickens. It's man-to-man -man coverage. This should be matchup-based, not boundary-based. That ball to George Pickens should get thrown at the top of the field, completion, and probably a chunk and run. Okay, so then it goes to the third and three guys. I also thought he stared down receivers. Now George is in the slot here. This is a triple slant concept up top. Kenny's eye should start inside out, tight end to slot, where they start slot, then back to the tight end. Once you look to the slot right now, this is cover three. That zone defender is going to drive it. There's an easy pick. To see that show up last night for me with Kenny Pickett was disappointing. I thought last night the pre-snap decision-making was abnormal for what I think quarterbacks should get taught and right. certainly how I was taught as a young person. The, the, the staring down of receivers, that showed up, and then some misses. And misses when you go, it's the NFL. Yeah. You're, yeah. You should not be having those misses on easy throws. Let me... Can I ask? Oh, well, so you don't have your earpiece in, so it's Nina's it. turn. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Um, well, first I'll say, I mean, George Pickens is probably the best contested catch receiver in the NFL. Uh, even if he's against Denzel Ward, it's a matchup you want to take. It's sure. certainly a matchup we want to take when he's not against their number one cornerback. Um, as you saw, he got paid off for actually targeting him on some tight window throws later in the game. Dan, I think watching Pickett, what's so frustrating is last year, a lot of his really good play down the stretch came, frankly, on kind of playground ball. He was scrambling, extending, making plays outside of the pocket. Sure. Watching him now, it feels like to me he came into this season being like, I am going to play within structure. I'm going to stay in the pocket. I'm going to target the middle of the field. And he's not good at those things yet. So we're losing out on sort of where he was shining last season as yeah. he's trying to develop more as a pocket passer. The middle of the field especially is concerning to me. I mean, he has the worst QBR in football targeting the middle of the field right now. He is not seeing it, and he is not accurate throwing to that part of the field. And as you know, you cannot succeed as a quarterback in today's NFL if you can't hit the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah come on, Kenny, get back to the playground. Uh, Marcus, you wanted to ask something to him? Yeah, Dio, <laughs> so the action in the backfield, yeah. right? You showed that clip where they're in shotgun, back releases right away. Sure. This action as a defender is going to make my linebackers pause, yeah, has right? So, why am I not seeing that? Yeah, I mean, I think that those situations, it's second and three and you got man coverage. That, that You're not really trying to impact a linebacker in that moment. Right. you got man-to-man -man coverage. You're just trying. And so often, to that play, Marcus, quarterbacks are taught, like, take the shorter throw, the easy throw. But when you have mirrored routes, double slants, you're saying, where is my best matchup? I get the whole flash fake thing. I right. think it's a little bit more like condensed splits you're trying to get a backer who might have a flat responsibility right, right now to Hezzy. Um I, I see what you're I don't think it impacts that second yeah, down snap. It's just for, from a defensive perspective from me is that I'm thinking about young quarterbacks. I saw sure. it with Bryce against New Orleans as sure. well. Like you have to try to find every, every distinct advantage. advantage no doubt. Right? Mm. And that, that's the point that really. I'm with that. You know. uh, should we do the rest of the show with Swagoo not having an earpiece? Uh, vote online. Send us a vote. On All right, time for some top stories. Some big injuries vote in online. week two that we are tracking. That sounded like a grandma what I said. All right, the Colts, Anthony Richardson, is in concussion protocol after hitting his head on a touchdown run in the first quarter on Sunday. Richardson admitted experiencing concussion symptoms after the play and did not, and did not return to the game. The Colts face the Ravens this Sunday. We'll keep an eye on that story. Also, Joe Burrow aggravated his calf strain in Sunday's loss to the Ravens. Coach Zach Taylor said it's, quote, hard to say what Burrow's availability will be for Monday night's game against the Rams. We'll keep an eye on that one. And Odell Beckham Jr. went down with an ankle injury Sunday. Coach John Harbaugh said after the game that Beckham's injury isn't serious. The Ravens have been injury plagued. They won Sunday despite missing five starters. Hey, we're just getting started on NFL Live. Another injury to watch is the Giants running back Saquon Barkley. But Dan is going to talk about what his absence could mean for Daniel Jones in the offense, plus an update on injury from Brian Dable. Plus, Bryce Young's struggles continue as the Panthers fall to 0-2. We'll talk about what we've seen from the rookie quarterback so far and what the adjustments should be. We saw him in person last night. NFL Live is powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TV and in part by Burger King.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sunday NFL Countdown has you covered for this week, 10 a.m. Eastern. And then Monday Night Countdown, that crew gets you set for two Monday Night Football matchups, five Eastern, both, actually it'll be, oh yeah, five, uh, both on ESPN and the app trying to fix the promo. I don't know what I'm talking about. Time to read and react to some news around the NFL, starting in New York, where today Giants head coach Brian Dable was asked if Saquon Barkley had been ruled out of Thursday's game with the ankle injury. Uh, I'm not saying that he's out yet. He's he's a quick healer. Um, I'm not saying he's in, he's out. We're going to take it all the way up with him uh, to, to Thursday, but he feels a lot better today. Um, I just I just talked to him. So we'll see. We'll see where we're at. I mean, that's more optimistic than we thought, right? Uh, so either way, we'll see how it goes. But if Barkley can't go, or maybe he's even limited, Dan, do you have faith in that pass game after seeing it come alive in the second half? A little bit more than certainly in the first half. The, the thing with Saquon is really how special he is as a playmaker. Now, something happened in the first half that ignited the comeback in the second half. That's Darren Waller. He's running in route, and that safety starts to have vision. Well. Everybody's paying attention at the top of the press box. So is Jalen Hyatt. He's running a scene to kind of take away that safety. Guarantee he goes back to the coaching staff. Hey, he's starting to pay attention to that inbreaker. First play, everyone of the second half. Darren Waller, there he is. That same safety's got vision. Waller's going to run essentially the same rate. J- Jalen Hyatt, opposite. See how that safety starts to again attract to Darren Waller. Jalen Hyatt goes over the top. Daniel Jones, it's one of those plays where we say, Daniel, if we get the look, you're throwing the post. Big play to Jalen Hyatt. That kind of spurs that comeback. So I think the the way that they rather like gathered information from that first half and then applied it to the second half was really big. I'd also say this. Last year, the number one thing they did was protect Daniel Jones. They committed to it. They got back to doing that in the second half as well. I really think that's got to be the formula for this football team without Saquon if they have to do that for a couple games. That 21-point comeback tied for the largest in Giants franchise history, Dan. The first time they came back from 21 since 1949. Daniel Jones balled in that second half. Yeah, he did. QBR went, Okay, let's go to Washington, where it's a small sample size, but Sam Howell has been excellent late in game so far in his career. He's got a total of 90 QBR in the fourth quarter. That's the best of any quarterback with at least three starts in the last two seasons. Look at that. Uh, Mina, what stood out about Howell these last couple weeks? 
Yeah, this is the contrast to some of the other first-year quarterbacks. He's being really helped by his surroundings. Obviously, talented group of skilled players. But I think Eric Bieniemy, as the offensive coordinator, has done a fantastic job. You saw at the beginning there that he has brought that screen game with him from Kansas City. The execution and the timing of it is a quarterback's best friend. And then what I would describe as purposeful motion. This is similar to what we're seeing with Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love using pre-snap motion to give Sam Howell pre uh, indicators of man or zone and also to spring players open for big plays like that great completion to Jahan Dotson on the sail route. The offense looks good. It's well designed. Sam Howell is benefiting as a result. Yeah, you know, we were wondering, would they go get another quarterback? And Ron Rivera was like, no, we're good with Sam Howell. We're seeing a lot of that so far. Let's finish Swagoo in Denver, where Sean Payton let Russ cook in week two. The results will not get him a Michelin star anytime soon. That was creative. Uh, he averaged five more air yards per attempt in week one, but his off-target percentage skyrocketed. His completion percentage over expectation dropped, as you see there. He turned the ball over twice, okay, including a pick on the deep pass to Cortland Sutton. What have you made of Russ in these first two weeks? Well, Russ is the easiest target in the league because right. I think people anticipate him messing up now so we can jump on and pile on. I think the numbers went down a little bit in those categories, Boogie, because they did push the ball down the field and they asked him to. And you saw some great plays. This was a 21-point first half for the Denver Broncos. He was using his legs to get himself out of trouble and give Washington, give the Washington Commanders some credit for their rush off the edges. But it, like the, the, the defense for the Denver Broncos was why we thought that they were a quarterback away. Yeah. They are no longer that. Sertain gave up some plays to Terry McLaurin, Justin Simmons. Remember these names yeah. that we thought were, you know, we, they had we think Bradley and Chubb. still think they right. had Bradley Chubb. So a lot has changed in this organization. Um, this year, I think Russ is going to have to be unfortunately prolific based on how we've seen this defense play. I don't know if he can get to that, but Russ was not the problem for the Denver Broncos this past week. Mm. Yeah, people don't want to hear this, but um, patience leads to sometimes the best dishes. So, yep. like, you got to let that marinate for a while, and then it becomes something Let it delicious. marinate. Okay, coming up, Derek Carr and the Saints are rolling at 2-0. Kind of, right? Uh, you don't want to miss who is ready to go all in on this New Orleans offense. It's the Louisiana native. Spoiler alert. <laughs> You're watching NFL Live, powered by Shopify. Look at those This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
We have another Monday Night Football doubleheader coming your way week three. Jalen Hurts leading the Eagles against Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. A couple former so Oklahoma quarterbacks, I know. Special start time of 7 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. And then Dan and I's game um, with Lewis Riddick and Chris Fowler. Matthew Stafford and the Rams taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals at 8 Eastern on ABC and ESPN+. And there is Plus. not a quarterback in the NFL throwing it better than Stafford right now. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, this was last night. This had some buzz on Twitter because everyone thinks that I'm, like, four feet tall and that you are a normal height, but I think we have to clear this up. So I'm wearing heels right now. I, I wasn't wearing heels there. Bro, you're, you're, you're four inches taller right now than you actually are. Okay, heels so maybe I'd the, be down here, see, like, but, your but hair Dan adds. is six foot five. How tall are you? Six five. Yeah, so like I'm, I'm a normal you, people, sized person. So that's why I look so People see me all the time short. in real life and they're like, I didn't know you were that tall. Mina, we're tall, okay? Absolutely it's not, not fair. We're tall. Absolutely. We're just freakishly you know tall. Say? Sorry. Mina. She say, Mina say we just freakishly Mina tall. Mina and I get so upset about this because yeah. we're like tall women. We're 5'7". We're yeah, MK, you 5'7"? <laughs> yeah, I think Mina's five, a little taller seven. than me. I'm just a little All right, under. whatever. <laughs> she said just a little under. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, new on NFL Live. This is interesting, of course, with the news about Nick Chubb unfortunately being out for the season with injury. You see it right there from Adam Schefter. Kareem Hunt currently visiting the Browns per a source. We heard from Kevin Stefanski a little bit earlier on the show. He said they'd be looking to potentially add some pieces. Uh, what do you guys think about that, Dan? Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, obviously the familiarity of that offense. He's been there. He knows the people right. in the locker room. He knows the coaches. So it does make sense. He's not Nick Chubb. Mm. You know, so, so that is a reality for them. Still a good football player, though. Would it yeah. be enough? Um, I believe so. Between yeah. him and four, yeah. You could, because one, you can split the carries. Let's not forget, though, Kareem Hunt was once talked about as one of the top guys. We saw yeah. Leonard Fournette kind of have a revival when he left Jacksonville. This may be a situation where Kareem Hunt is actually the featured guy. Hmm. He hadn't been that in a minute, and it may uh, it, it may change his mindset about how he's going to go forward as far as a running back. It's interesting. You look at his numbers, the person that he trails is highlighted in green, trailing only Nick Chubb. Oh, he's and, still good now. Right. Well, and he was still good, the ball. Good man. NFL back, no doubt. To me, like, when Stefanski was talking about adding somebody in the, the level, the skill level of Kareem Hunt was kind of, who I was thinking. I wasn't uh, thinking yeah. Kareem Hunt necessarily. But you're not going to find a Nick Chubb just growing on trees. You also so. need you also need a, a type of back. And the yeah. physicality and, w- and the violence in which he runs, that's the thing that Nick Chubb doesn't get a lot of credit for because he's yeah. not loud and boisterous. The violent way they run yeah, is the, the way this O line is, is built. Nick is one of the best zone runners in the NFL, could probably be the best. I think that's where Kareem is significantly less when it comes oh, yeah. to that skill set. Yeah. Um, again, Nick Chubb having season-ending knee surgery. So unfortunate to see him go down with that injury last night. The other game on Monday Night Football, let's remind you about that. The Saints and the Panthers. And Bryce Young running out for the first time in front of the home crowd there. Derek Carr and the Saints trying to go 2-0. and Let's pick it up midway through the third quarter. And Carr firing deep down the sidelines. This was the spark, Dan, that got their offense going. An unbelievable catch. I mean, the fact that Olave gets his hand on it and it tips. Look at this. Left hand is getting j- tagged, tips it, and then... The awareness to get both of those like elbows underneath, it was unbelievable to watch. Tony Jones Jr. taking it up the gut for the two-yard touchdown from the practice squad to scoring touchdowns. It was fun to see him do that. 13-6, the Saints leave to the fourth quarter. The Saints up four after a Panthers field goal. First and goal, Jones once again taking the handoff. He was saying on the sideline, he was like, guys, just watch me get going. I'm going to get physical going. Presence. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. A minute and 26 seconds remaining. Panthers need to get something going quick. And Young, Domingo, after Mingo had a... After Mingo had a pop earlier. That was 
a big play. And then I love the fact that they get into that stack, they get the pick for first and goal, and first and goal, and awareness to get to that front pylon. Yeah, the Panthers down five, gonna try the two-point conversion to shade the deficit to deficit to, look at that, that was kind of the vintage price down we were looking for. No doubt, the creativity, and then the, just feeling, having feel for it, and feel for it. Still need the onside kick, but it takes the same top. Unfortunately, the Panthers unable to complete the late route, the late route for them, but happy for the Saints who survive 20-17 to 17 and win that one on the road. You like, you like the Saints offense last night? I, I don't love everything I saw, but I, I do love the fact that I get the feeling that once they're in there, once they're rolling, mm -hmm. yeah. they'll be the most, they, they'll be one of those I said teams they played their C game so far. Brother, it, it is going to be difficult to yeah. stop them, yeah. to stop them from a defensive standpoint. When they all get on the same page, you can tell. They still figuring things out. The one thing I don't like is that don't like is that defensive line is not protecting well. Mm -hmm. Their car is getting hit a lot. But when you look on the outside now, now, Speed, speed, and obviously Chris Olave being a pure wide receiver, and Michael Thomas being Thomas being a 50-50 balls, and you got a guy that you can absolutely rely on. The implementation of getting Taysom, getting Taysom game when yeah. you need to add that element, I, the Saints are going to be a problem. I agree. Yeah, you know how when people post choose their photos for dating profiles, they always choose pictures, choose pictures of less attractive friends. <laughs> That's how I felt watching Derek Carr on my multi-view. Because the quarterbacking, quarterbacking ugly everywhere else. He actually looked okay, comparatively, and he didn't have a very good night, That's frankly. So good. I mean, the skill players kind of carried him, but... That's so um, good. Yeah, he has to play a lot better, but not that much better. Because as I was thinking through the Saints, and like, I, you know, I thought, oh, the four-man rush looks good, skill players are good, but Derek Carr so far has been like a B-minus. Then I looked at their schedule. I, I don't know if you guys have looked at this lately. I think it's worth bringing up mm. because I was trying Goodness. to find like the really difficult games, the really difficult offenses that this defense would face. And they are few and far between. Yes, Carr has to play better. Yes, this defense will be more challenged than they have through the first two weeks of the season. But that right there is the easiest schedule in the NFL. And don't be surprised if this Saints team Coast to 11 plus wins. Yeah, another reminder too. I mean, we sense this even talking to them over the last couple of days, Dan. They get Alvin Kamara back soon. Mm. He's able to rejoin um, yeah. Monday after that three-game suspension. So that adds a whole new dynamic to an offense that already has so many skilled players. Let's talk about Bryce Young. Okay, not necessarily the start that he wanted. He's one of two quarterbacks who has been pressured on at least thir a third of his dropbacks in both of his games this season, along with Geno Smith. Young has really struggled when he's pressured. He's 6 for 19 for just 30 yards and six sacks. You were in the booth for last night's game. Uh, where would your focus be right now if you're trying to coach Bryce? Patience. That's not just for Bryce, though. Patience for everybody in their building. Patience for their fan base. Easy for me to say. It's a 36-month window with really Bryce and Frank Reich. Now, Specifically the Bryce, I think there's two things. Understanding how situations in the NFL are so different than in college football. Mm. And there was some good and some bad. And then you're not going to run away from guys as much and create as much as you did in college football. DeMario yeah. Davis just closed space versus him last night. And there was moments where, like, in the SEC last year, he probably runs away from this guy, makes a sick play, and then all of a sudden. So I think just, like, getting him to understand how fast – kind of the second level, really the first and second level players yeah. are. But the situational stuff is, 
hey, we're in field goal range, and three points in the NFL is so different than it was in college. You know, or it's third and two or third and three. Don't take that sack because then maybe we go for it on fourth and two or fourth and three. I just think he's got to go through those. I love Bryce. He's going to be really, really, really good. He's got to go through these really hard moments to callous up a little yep. bit Yep. because – to be great, he's going to have to experience it. They just got to have great patience. Yeah, watching him being coached on the sideline, he is with the right coaching staff. And, the, sure. and that two-minute drive he led at the end of the, time, at the, end of the game was nice huge. There's some nice things, right. Yeah. But seeing McCown encourage him, Frank Reich encourage him, just, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. All right, let's stay in the NFC South with some quick reads. Mina, what did you make of the Falcons' comeback win on Sunday? Yeah, so I maintain that the difference between this Falcons' offense being good and great is whether Desmond Ritter can hit those deep shots off of hard play action. This first one, the corner, Drake London, I absolutely love. First and 10. Love that he took it, too, because this is well covered by Jair Alexander, but he knows that Drake London has great hands. And this one, he connects on, but this should have been six. Again, hard play action. Defense sucked up by the run action. Matt Collins burns the cover three corner. Desmond has to lead him there. I, if he can conti- like reliably hit a few of those throws every game, I truly believe this offense can be unstoppable because of how good everyone else is. Yeah, Marcus, the Bucks are 2-0 and with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. You buying him? I got to give Baker some love. He's playing well. And the, the number one thing he's doing is he's valuing the football. Now, he had, some, he had a close call against the Chicago Bears, but you, sometimes it takes luck. But he's leaning into Chris Godwin and he's leaning into Mike Evans which shouldn't be that much of a hard thing to do with their talent. But Baker is also making plays. He's getting himself out of trouble. He's not making those critical mistakes of trying to be on the run and fit a ball in a tight window as opposed to saying, I'm going to use my legs and go get six or seven yards, keeping them in favorable down the distance. And the best thing about Baker Mayfield right now, he like a he like an underground rapper. All he's doing is putting out mixtapes. He's not mainstream. He's not. He's a mixtape god right now. And if he stay in that spot, Tampa may be a little bit more tougher than people expected them to be this year. I'm imagining Baker rapping. Yeah, mixtape god. A lot. Okay, mixtape god. Right we got a lot more coming your way on NFL Live. Dan, tell us what we should look forward to next. Well, the conversation right now, or one of the big ones in the NFL, is what's going on with Justin Fields. I'm going to show you two plays that is going to teach everybody exactly what's going on with that young player. It's not just him, but he has to own some of the struggles for him and that offense. You're watching NFL Live, powered by Shopify. Yo, Eminem's underground stuff is the best. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Is Justin Fields good? Not at the moment. In year three, he's got to start providing more solutions. Justin Fields has made no progress. I have no idea whether his destiny was or wasn't to be an all-time great quarterback. Justin Fields was supposed to take that next step. He was supposed to ascend. On the other side of this, we're also not seeing the stuff he does well. We haven't seen the growth that we were all looking for with the first two games of this season. If I'm the Bears, I have major concerns about Justin Fields going forward. Very simply for Justin Fields, it's one of two things right now. He either can't see the field or he has no trust in what he's actually seeing when his eyes show it. So two plays I want to show everybody at home because this is the way that I would look at this. This first clip, I'm going to stop it right away to give everybody an understanding of what the pass concept is, okay? This is called sale. Outside receiver is going to widen and run a big post, okay? And then this inside receiver is going to run a corner route. Backside, DJ Moore, you have a seam release in route. Now, this is a great pass concept front side versus everything but two coverages. The first would be if it was cover two. If I had a zone corner here and a safety there, that is not this defense, okay? If it's cover two, we automatically as quarterbacks get to the backside. The second one is if the defense goes to a single high safety defense and plays with a little bit of outside leverage. I want everyone to play this because Justin's going to hold, 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 hold. Now, I want to show you. I told you what the pass concept was and what were the bad defenses for it. Now, right now, Justin should just be seeing that that safety is dropping down from the middle of the field. That nickel defender is outside leverage on that inside release sail route. Plays dead front side. Automatically, a quarterback, once you see that seam release by that slot receiver, that defender outside with the safety, get back side to that in route. Now, I want everyone at home to pay attention to one thing here. Just watch Justin Fields' feet here. And I want you to focus on the tempo of them because what I see Justin on this, and you see that slot receiver get jammed up like this, watch how light he is on his feet and very slow and deliberate. When I see Justin drop like that or any quarterback, I think he's thinking right now. There's no proactiveness. He's trying to react to the coverage. That ball should be out of his hand right now on DJ Moore's face mask. But his feet tell me he's trying to think through things. Maybe he can't see the field. Now I want to show you the next one. This is the one that a lot of people have seen already. The pass concept is going to be this. You're going to have an in route, okay? We are going to get motion. This guy is going to run up the seam, and we're going to switch release it. We are trying to, we are trying to throw it right there, okay? I want everyone to see that you're going to watch that seam pop open at home. He's wide open. Two guys wide open in the NFL. Now I want to bring it back a little bit because I'm going to show everybody what everybody what Austin on this. Just focus on Justin Fields, okay? And I want you guys to focus on the moment that's about to happen. Watch what Justin Fields does. Moment's about to happen and that right there. You're going to throw it. For everyone that tells me he can't see the field, he's looking right at it. He's got the trigger cocked. He's about to rip it to a wide open seam. Why aren't you throwing that football? I think that's going on right there with Justin Fields. One clip of you're so kind of like bouncy on your feet, it seems like you're trying to think through things. And then the second thing is you're ready to go rip that football. I saw you pat it, your feet were dropped, and go, and then you, you didn't. And I think that, guys, the question right now for Chicago, because everyone's saying we can't see the field. I just showed you a clip where he does. Yeah. Yeah. He just doesn't pull it. And then, well, you know, maybe he doesn't trust it. Well, that's, that's I think that's the example with his kind of light, bouncy feet in yeah. a way. I know, I know people get in their feelings, Dan, when, when we talk about these quarterbacks and Justin Fields is a lightning rod. Hey, bud, you got to make them plays. 
Mm. Those, I agree. Are, those are game winning plays. Those ch- plays that change yeah. games. And listen, for Luke Getzey may, may have his problems. And it's easy when we come on here and talk about OCs. That has nothing to do with Luke Getzey right there. I agree. Right? So it, it, there is a process that you got to go right. through. And we give young quarterbacks a grace period. Try to figure things out. Understand it. We know that timing and trust is a big issue for them to like gather as they play. Justin, you done played enough now. Now, you played yeah. the window. The window is is closing rapidly. You got to make those plays. I mean, I mean, I just think about all the times that he's been hit, and, and you got to think that's partially in his head, and in some way, shape, or form. You know what struck me watching those is I was thinking back to field at Ohio State. Um, he held on to the football a while, a while there, and, and it wasn't super quick. But I think my concerns about the length was more about, like, oh, he's got this long, extended wind-up at times. Yeah. But I never felt like mentally there was an issue in terms of him pulling the trigger. And, Dan, I love that tape because, you know, this is not a case of a quarterback who is, say, not reading defenses correctly, I right? Agree. Like, yeah. you watch him, and he is looking in the right direction. Yeah. My question, do you think it, it's a fear of turning the ball over? Yeah. I, I, I have been watching this puzzling my, puzzled myself because he has the arm talent to make every single yeah. one of those throws. So it's not a quarterback who's seeing guys and thinking, oh, I don't have the zip to hit that, yeah. you know, that seam route or whatever. I, I can't quite explain it outside of maybe just a fear of getting picked. Or, or not a, a lack of trust in the receivers. I think that's the question that Chicago has to be answering yesterday. I, they've got to watch those clips and go, why? And trying to figure it out. And I say this all the time, young quarterbacks, go, make, go, go create turnovers or go have turnovers because you've got to figure it out. And I yeah. think the, the, the waiting for guys to get open is part of that. that, that is, but at some point, they need to empower him to be like, rip see it. it, trust it, and rip it. Yep. It's never going to look perfect, right? It, try to make something happen and see what happens after that. All right, next, the Chargers lose another close one and now fall to 0-2. Is it time to hit the panic button in L.A.? Hear why Mina thinks the defense may be what's holding this team back, surprising that way. That's coming up next. NFL Live is powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com TV. That's a big one for college game day this weekend back on NFL Live. The Chargers defense, as you see there, has been horrible, okay? Going back to the second half of the wild card game against the Jags, the Bolts have allowed 87 points in their last 10 quarters plus overtime on Sunday. Yeah, that's the worst in the NFL. Dan, what's going on with this unit right now? Uh, Just from an offensive person's perspective, right now, no one in their rush would scare me and no one in their coverage would scare me. Ooh. I don't think they can run rush the quarterback right now the way that they have in the past and certainly expected to. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anyone in their coverage right unit that sit right now that sits there and goes, oh, we got to throw away from him or, man, if we, that, that's not a good matchup for us. And that's got to be the biggest concern for Brandon Staley. Nothing on their defense is standing out. Yeah, I think it's a correlation, Dio. I think coming from Los Angeles when you had a tremendous amount of success with Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey, and it was a starts to the defense led by those stars making plays, sure. right? 
And, and Brandon Staley, they signed Khalil Mack. They get Bosa locked up under contract. Remember, they traded for J.C. Jackson. They locked Derwin James up under contract. So now the Chargers are in a very tough situation. Mm. You got to ask yourself, schematically, are these guys not being put in the right decision? Are this $300 million that we done shelled out between the four of them Goodness. not worth it and they can't play anymore? I'm betting that the, the, the one I said early – as far as the coach and the scheme yeah. will be first to go yeah. before the players go. But there is something fundamentally wrong with this defense, and I just can't believe that they've become this bad of players this quick, yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, you mentioned the Rams defense. I mean, those defenses were so good at stopping the run with limited allocation, light boxes, but they also didn't allow deep passes. Yes. And I think that's just what's so striking about this Chargers defense. Um, worst in the league on 20-yard-plus passes this season, 29th over the last two years. And what was so stunning about this Sunday was this wasn't because they didn't give up these deep balls because of ingenious scheme, like when they played Miami. They weren't even busted coverages. They were two separate corners getting beat as the quarters, the quarters corner in the cover six. That's teaching, that's execution, that's yeah. technique. I, it, it's a, and it's a, it really puts you in a tough spot in terms of coming up with solutions because it kind of feels like everybody's a little bit to blame, including, of course, the head coach who is a defensive coach. Yeah. That, that was what I am curious about. Staley is a defensive-minded guy. This is even more shocking, I think, in that realm. Yeah. I Coming off of what happened in Jacksonville last year, and then the first two games, the first game, heavy man to a torched him. Last week, heavy zone. Ryan Tannehill against the Saints in week one probably played the worst game of his career. He bounced back last week and looked like Ryan Tannehill. And I think that's, for Brandon Staley, he's like, what can he go to? I don't know if they have a call or a group or a guy that they can go to. And then that's the conundrum. Because now, if, if it's not, it's the players. Yeah. And you spent... Yeah, almost. <laughs> it's early, but I, I would also and say, can, can, oh, can, ahead, can I? Yeah. Oh, I just I, I do think the GM Tom Telesco also deserves some criticism because you Absolutely. talked about all that money spent and candidly, it looks like some of the decisions they made in terms of the roster are also affecting the success 100%. of the team. So I just want to when we're talking about an organizational wide yeah. failure, this is not just a coach. All right, time for one more thing before we go. Um, why not check in on Dan's Twitter? So he put out a video yesterday. It doesn't really matter what he was saying because all anyone can talk about was Marty Fish replying to Dan saying. Bro, how small is your head? Patrick Mahomes that chimed in. He saw the exchange and blasted it out to his two and a half million followers with emojis. Dan, I, you know, did I don't you, really get Did you have that thing on the last button? First of all, I had just texted Patrick happy birthday and he decides to mo make a mockery of my, I have a small head. I, don't I know my, if my it's fitted the head hat, or if it's the. My fitted hat size is six and seven eighths. Oh. That thing's overlap, like you, you know, when your pants eight. don't fit. <laughs> our, our, our producer, our producer, eight-year-old has the same uh, size. I hat. wear the same size hat as my eleven-year-old. <laughs> I don't know if it's like the ear ratio to the head or <laughs> what happens, but that may have hope. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.